Welcome to the Uncut 90. I'm your host, Dolapo, and I'm here with a few special guests and analysts. Uh, Emeka is here. Emeka in the building. George, a.k.a. Lil Pep. Lil Pep! And Wass. It's your boy, Wass. Go Nas, God, go Let's go. <laughs> I, I don't understand, but it's new. You know, new is always good. Yeah. This this couple episodes we're gonna have, we're gonna talk about Champions League because that's really the only thing going on. Um, Europa is also happening. I guess we can mention it if you guys feel like it. I'll let you guys decide. Well, let's talk about Champions League real quick. Let's just review uh some of the games that happened. Um, if it's okay with you guys, I would like to skip the Bayern Chelsea match. I mean, I don't think anybody cared about that match. It was decided from the first leg. Um, and nothing. I don't know. Were you guys surprised? Let me ask. Were you guys surprised by Bayern just doing it a second time? I mean, I, th- I actually thought it was going to be like, you know, like 10, 10 1 or something like that. But hey, Chelsea just took seven. So that's good. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Thank, thank you so much. Um, <laughs> let, let's talk about, I think, the, the two biggest games really was the City game and the Juvie game. I don't know if you guys agree. Um, but let's start with City Madrid because that's the game that I watched. That's the game I cared about. Um, Wise, did you get a chance to watch that game? Uh, unfortunately, I did not get a chance to watch the game. All right, it's very nice. Low Pep. Yeah, yeah, I saw the game. I saw the game. I saw the game. Give me, give me a quick rundown of just what happened. Any takeaway thoughts of the game? Just uh, so basically, we can just come to the conclusion that without Sergio Ramos, Varane usually is not as is not at his best. And we've seen that, like, numerous times. And that game was a perfect example. The guy just lacked, like, that backbone to lead the back line. He gave away, what, two two goals? And, like, yeah, I feel like... Both that, goals. Yeah, he both the goals. Yeah, he just gave, he gave up those goals. And it was just... It was, like, that was the worst game I saw him play, honestly. Me too. Like, it was, it was just bad. But I didn't think City were... Like, the performance was not... It was not, like, a Champions League... You know, tight performance. Like, if you really want to win the Champions League, that performance will not, you know, will not take you far. I feel like they have to, like, actually, like, you know, step up. Or maybe the game was too easy for them. I don't know. I don't know. Because, like, they had numerous chances. Gundogan had a chance where he could have actually scored. And the guy just, like, I don't know what he was doing. Like, the game was just too easy for Manchester City. Or Manchester City were not their best. Like, I can't really sell. Or Madrid was poor. I don't know. But yeah, we'll see. I, I think yeah, I, I think as someone that watched the game, I think all of the above is probably true. The too easy, I think you're trying to be. You guys have been a little too disrespectful. Like relax. But I do think that they weren't pushed further. I think if they're pushed harder, we might have seen more from City. But yeah. I do agree. Varane was um, not very good. Mm-hmm. Militao, people are forgetting about him, but him yeah. himself was not very good. Yeah. Like there was just no confidence in that back line, and especially the two center backs. And mm-hmm. when you have no confidence in your center backs, I mean, just bad things happen because you're scared to play. Like literally, they were scared to make passes. Yeah. Uh, Mika, did you get a chance to see the game? Yeah, I definitely got a chance to see the game. And I was just waiting for you guys to finish talking nonsense so that I can really like start. So there were there have just been so many layers upon which I have had the opportunity to correct you, but I'm now trying this thing in my life where I'm not interrupting people when they are talking. So I'm glad you wow. so first and foremost, yes, we have to talk about Europa because it is equally a very important. It's not. It's like we not. know that it's, it's not. really not. Let's not do that. No, it is because there are nations. In there are nations, there are leagues in the in nations like Austria and 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 Denmark, uh, 
mm-hmm. Belarus and Denmark, where they might be playing good football. We don't know. However, they yeah. just don't have the opportunities to play the Champions League. Mm-hmm. And this is where I even find a lot of starlets. Like, you guys didn't know Pioneer Sisto until he ran my United ragged when United played Mitchland. You guys did not know this. Wait, Sisto, Sisto plays for Celta de Vigo. Yeah, that was prior. That was prior to him. Michelin. He played for Michelin in Denmark first. Don't worry. So yeah, he is from Denmark. I believe. Exactly. So so that's why we also have to talk about those competitions because they have some wonder kids there. I'm not gonna lie. So that's that. Now to address the second point that I wanted to address, which is Bayern versus Chelsea. Yes, yes, it was not a surprise result, but there are things to talk about because for one, we have to recognize talent, and Lewandowski is a. T- Emeka, you just muted yourself somehow. Sorry, sorry. You know, what I was saying was that Lewandowski is a, is a very powerful individual and we should therefore, as a result, be willing to talk about the Bayern-Chelsea game. Yes, we knew that the outcome would be a Chelsea loss. However, it is still important for us to recognize the quality in players. If it was like a Madrid versus Chelsea, we would have talked about uh, uh, the game. Or if it was a, you know... So let's talk about Lewandowski as well. So yes... I want to say that that game was a very great game. Now, to go to the <laughs> Manchester City the Manchester City versus uh, Madrid game, I want you guys to know this. Yes, we can talk about Varane, World Cup winner. Yes, he had a bad game. Something tells me that, you know, the Etihad conglomerate found a way either to either maybe bribe him or his girlfriend or wife. I don't know what happened there. But he clearly was doing a lot of dancing that day. But I really want to focus on Eden Hazard because he played that game, did he not? He did. Exactly. Now, in the amount of time that he played, did he play 90 minutes or less? I want to say they subbed him out, but I actually stopped watching the last 10 minutes. So I okay. Yeah, no, they, 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 they subbed him out. They subbed him out. They subbed him out. Well, one of my points ultimately is that they subbed him out because they were supposed to sub him out. Now, yes. let me just tell you that Hazard was subbed out in the 83rd minute. And prior to that, he did absolutely nothing. He did absolutely nothing. This guy is easily the flop of the season, the flop of the year. When I told people upon the signing of this player, I said, guys, you guys are calling me out for this side. Watch, this guy is not going to do anything. Hmm. And lo and behold, what has happened? He has not done anything. He scored one goal in the entire season. One goal. Hmm. The entire season. They said he was world-class, world-class. Okay, man, then double your goals. Score two then. At least... At least. So, anyways, yes, I know we has a, Varane had a bad game, but let's talk about the attacking prowess of Madrid. Hmm. Uh, is Varane supposed to now take the ball and go and score? No, he's not. The attackers are supposed to do it. But when you have attackers like Hazard, what do you expect? Wow. So, this is my point. And why I said the winner of City Madrid would win the competition is because I knew in the back of my heart that Juventus, although we haven't started talking about that game, and then I also knew that Dowski cannot continue this form. He's a great, he's a great man. It's a new, it's not like, it hasn't happened yet. Exactly, so just watch. But my point is that City now more than ever has realized that, look, oh, this is now our competition to lose because Juve is out, Madrid is out, Barca is a bit of a, you know, they're here and there. I mean, like, Barca or Bayern are going to have a chance to knock one of, exactly. one of them is going to be out. So Exactly, exactly. So this is Man City's tournament to win. So sorry for interrupting you. I watched the game, and for me, the disgrace was Hazard, not Varane. Thank you so much. Or was okay. Both, it was both of them. <laughs> okay, it was both of them. Um, Wes, what do you think about just Emeka's agenda against Hazard, 
Um, I'm not going to delve into the world class and not world class. Let's stay away from that today. But just the kind of season Hazard has had. He's been injured for most of the season. He's barely strong, like three, four games in a row together of appearances. And it has shown in most of his appearances that he has not even been there. I know at the beginning of the season, he was fat. They said like so much has just not gone right with him. Um, are you are you a Hazard supporter? Is he a player that you look at and say he's he's up there? And do you expect him to bounce back? Of course, of course, I expect him to bounce back. Like, quality is quality. You know, you can't, that doesn't disappear in one year. When Modric came to Madrid, what happened? He was flop of the season, no? Mm-hmm. So, I, I I give him this year to adjust, to settle in, to get his bearings back in order and uh, move in the right direction for the rest of his years in Madrid. I have no issues at all. With Aiden Hazard, it's just chalk this year up to whatever you want to chalk it up to. This guy said so much. I I don't even know which points to <laughs> to pick apart. Lewandowski, everybody knows Lewandowski is world class. Like just just saying just some random stuff, you know, not even going towards any point. So I'm just confused. I mean, Moyo Moyo said Lewandowski is not, you know. Let's not even go there, please. Let's not even go there. Uh, City. I just want to state that. You know, I said City would win that game. Unfortunately, mm. my guy Mares did he even play? I don't think he nah, played. he didn't play. I looked at the starting lineup. I saw Foden. Oh, like, oh shit, this is like some faith shown in the youngster. You know, start yeah, experimental. And then I also stated prior that you know maybe Madrid they've been drinking. So I'm gonna put that Varane's performance on the extra wine he had from the fields of Madrid. You know, mm, you that know. makes sense because it wasn't yeah. just Varane that played bad. Yeah, Casemiro like, had like his worst game. Oh, you know, yeah, yeah, it was so bad. People forget like he was yeah. bad, could not make a pass. Like, yeah, there was a lot of players. <laughs> also, why did Sergio Ramos not play? I think he had a suspension yeah. from, the, from the previous game. He got a red card. Um, I want to yeah. say he like made a tackle on a breakaway. It, it helped keep the fixture close, mm-hmm. but then we needed him, of course, in this game. So it's no, kind of no. I, I feel like even if he had played, City would still win anyway. So well, let's just see. Maybe maybe Emeka is right. Maybe fly Emirates. They came to around. They said, "Do you want to fly Emirates for the rest of your life?" <laughs> like, just, yeah. So no problem. City won. Looking forward to the next ties. Also, Juventus again. Wait, guys, guys, let me, let me, let me pace. Okay, okay, okay. Lead us, lead us. Yes, yes. I have one more question on the city of Madrid, and then we can go to Juventus since that's what you guys want to talk about. Um, but George, I'm going to ask you, City's performance, that front three, specifically Jesus, because I feel like Foden actually didn't perform too yeah, much, yeah. much. Yeah. but Jesus and Sterling were definitely the danger man. Jesus for his pressing, Sterling as well, they're pressing up front, and I know there's a section of the world that wonders how that game would have gone if Aguero was there as opposed to Jesus. As someone that follows City, follows Pep, like, do you think that that team that we saw is what Pep wants to build, meaning a team without Aguero? Like, do you think things go differently if Aguero is there? I mean, definitely, it would be different if Aguero was there, that's for sure. Because, like, Jesus, I, I think I was watching Winfred, and Jesus had this this chance where he could have actually shot like the ball with I think one time with his left foot, but the guy actually had to turn and take an extra touch. Aguero would have banged that shit one time. So mm. of course it would have been different if Aguero was actually leading the line. And Foden, I don't think the guy gave a lot of input into the game. I don't know why he started. Like that's like that's huge. I thought he was gonna either start with like um Maris or even Bernardo Silver. But I don't yeah. know why he started Foden. 
And I don't think the next game against Olympic Leon, Foden is gonna play. It's probably gonna be Mares or Jesus, and then Sterling. That's that's my like front three for that game. So okay. yeah, that's, that's okay. what I think about it. Nice, nice. Why? So since let's let's talk about Leon. As George kind of alluded to, City is going to be facing Leon in the next round. But let's talk about how Leon got there. Um, knocking off Juve, one of the the big giants of European football. They have Cristiano Ronaldo, this and that. Um, just talk about that game last real quick. Just what went down. You were one of the people, the few people that thought Leon was going to be able to pull through. Um, what did they do, and why did you think that they'll be able to do it? Yeah. So. Leon is a really good team. They have solid technical players. So I know that they they can get the job done, which is what they did. But honestly, it's more about Juventus. You just said big European giant, they have Cristiano. Juventus, like if you watch them, they are not that good. Mm-hmm. They really aren't. They just win the Serie every year because no other team is as good as them. It's just that I feel like they're really bad this season compared to even like, previous seasons. And then they still won. Mm-hmm. So this has been their worst year in years. Like so, I would like European giant. Come on, like let's let's not go that far. They are a giant, you know. But they're not that good. Like they're trying to. They got Cristiano when he was what 33, 34, and then they are trying to play through him. Like come on, like Cristiano is still a very good player. But he's not Cristiano of six years ago, where like you're building the team around him. Mm-hmm. You know, like they need to move on from that. And clearly, look, they are even firing the manager. They are like doing things. We're hearing rumors that he's going to go to PSG. So I don't think the Syria being weak is actually helping Juve in Europe because they just dust through everyone in in Syria and then they can't compete with a team that people expected them to beat like Lyon you know so do you think that with the I don't know if we agree but I want to say Syria feels like it's getting stronger at least at the top so do you think that we're going to see that kind of show through in UV's like performances in upcoming Champions League yeah but who else who else is strong do you want to call Inter Milan strong I think in a year I mean, we can yeah, 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 making progress. making progress. Like yeah, yeah. They, I think they finished just one point off of UV. I know we just say UV had a bad season, but they're making strides. Like Inter is not like they're not like a little boy team now. They're they're doing some stuff. I'm yeah. actually hearing rumors that Conte Conte is actually gonna leave. Yeah, they're not ready. These guys are not ready. That's yeah. just that's just the fact. Like no one in that country is ready to compete seriously in Champions League. Where is Roma? Where is like so much so that Atalanta is the one balling out. Mm-hmm. Like, come on now. No, like, but like Atlanta is also balling on the Champions League too. Yeah, they are. Yeah, so like you can't really say, you know. Yeah, but like that shows that where are the big teams? Like the big historical teams that, you know, like look, one team can ball out one year, but then they will phase out, you know? Mm. The, the teams that usually make a mark, like long-lasting mark, are the teams that have always done it over the years. So when those kinds of teams get strong, that's when you know, all right, there's something to look out to. But Atalanta, just let one of the players just go. Let somebody just come and buy Yosef, Yosef, Yosef Eliche. Just, just buy one of the key players. Don't they they playing. Yeah. Apparently, apparently, he stopped playing because his wife cheated on him. Yeah, but how many how many games was that ago? Like, I think that was before the COVID. Brought to the COVID. Anyways, 
George is the one that would have this kind of information. Um, <laughs> 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 like, I haven't heard this. I just heard that he wasn't going to play Champions League, but I didn't know the yeah. reason. But no, his wife, his, like wife yeah, his wife cheated on him. He, I don't so know. He, he has not played since before COVID. Yeah, he hasn't, play, he hasn't played in a minute. Like, the guy has not played in a while. I think, like, since the COVID started or before, like, a game before the COVID, something like that. But, yeah. Well, I don't know about the marital affairs of football players, bro. <laughs> bro, it's, it's out there. Like, what do you say? Yo, yeah. Mika, what, what's your thoughts about... Uh, we just talked about you and how, you know, they kind of limped out. Ronaldo did everything he could do. I don't know what else he could do as a player. Um, but talking about building the team around someone like Ronaldo, um, UV, to me, they need players. They have a lot of players, but... The quality is questionable. I mean, they have guys like Ramsey, guys that couldn't cut it, um, that were not, like, the best in their positions at teams like Arsenal. They didn't, like, come on. Those are not the players they're going to carry to a victory. Um, but specifically, I want to talk about the coach or the manager, right? They just fired Sarri. Um, they've hired Perlo. What do you think about both of those moves? Yeah, so I will say this. First and foremost, one time uh, I was in Tennessee, <laughs> yeah. One time I was in Tennessee and I went to a buffet. Hmm. And um at the buffet they had dessert and I had an option or I had options. So the lady came to me and she said, I Maka, do you I don't know how she knew my name. She said, Do you Amaka, <laughs> <laughs> do you want the cake? Uh, I said, no, I want the pie. <laughs> so, so, by the way, I've said all of that to say this, and I picked Tennessee because of Memphis. You guys didn't catch it, did you? But ultimately, uh, to address your concern, um, Cristiano, Cristiano um, I don't know if they want him to be God, mm. but he is man. You know, great man, we get it, but man nonetheless. I mean, the guy, he did all he could do. I mean, this is a guy that scored a hat-trick against Atletico Madrid. Like, was it a hat-trick that day? I think it was, wasn't it? Yeah, it was a hat-trick. Yeah, so it's like at some point, like, the guy is not, we, like, he can only do so much. Hmm. You understand? So, Sari blew it. If you have the quality that Juve has and you cannot beat Lyon, it's not because you need players. Because what don't you have? Blaze Matuidi can run 90 miles per hour for 90 minutes. Mm. Like, Quadrado is an animal. Polo can play. These guys have good strikers. They have Higuain. Higuain. They have Cristiano. I mean, people like Ramsey were not being signed to start. Let's be honest. Why mm. they were signed in the first place, I don't know. But ultimately, <laughs> like, we know that these guys have the quality. They just did not take the game to Leon. Leon should not have scored that goal. Like they should have done their best to make I mean, sure. I mean, penalty too. By the way, I don't know if you saw it. It was, uh, yeah. it was uh, the guy just fell, and the ref they looked at VR and they gave the penalty. But I guess it's probably not that big a deal because on the other end of the field, they gave a very cheap penalty to UV as well. So it kind of canceled out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Ultimately, my point is though that. There comes a time when, as a manager, you just have to think like risk-reward, man. Mm. If I play this game safe and I lose, I'm out. 
And if I play for it and I go for it and we don't do it, I'm out. At least I can say I went for it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I don't think Sari can say that about that game. There was no way you can tell me that you going for it at home in Turin. You can only bang two goals against Lyon now. So rightfully so, I think he should have been fired. Now, and yes, this is after he has won the league because let's face it, only one team can win the league in Spain. I'm sorry, in Italy right now. But anyways, ultimately now, following up to that is our boy Andre Pirlo. Now, as you guys know, I've been a big fan of Pirlo since day one. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, my goodness. As even in Pittsburgh, people would come over and we'd play Pirlo videos just because we were always in awe. There was one time, and I'll say this very quickly because that's exactly how it happened. Pirlo was jogging. Then he was jogging. Then he kicked the ball, and it was a goal. So anyway... <laughs> So, ultimately, I just want you guys to know that I've been a big fan. Now, will I be a fan of him as a manager? Uh, who knows? Just like who knew that Lampard would be decent? Just like who knew that Ole would be trash? You know, <laughs> who knows? So, looking forward to what he does, and I hope he's a success because I know Gattuso didn't quite or isn't quite having that caliber of success. He's been doing better. Gattuso yeah, actually yeah. done a decent job. He's in, uh, isn't he Napoli now? Yeah. yeah. Napoli, when he went to Napoli, uh, things picked up. I mean, he took over from Ancelotti, who will call a legend and this and that, and Gattuso doing a better job than he did. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, but we know that Gattuso, when they gave him Milan, it wasn't. Uh... So anyways, ultimately... Milan um... wasn't a good team, though. I will stick up for Gattuso in that. that yeah, team, yeah. That, in fact, that team is still trash. Very yeah, trash. Yeah. No, I agree, I agree. So... I wish Perlo success, man. If if and, and I don't know if you guys have ever watched Perlo outside of of the football pitch, but he's a very cool, calm, collected, charismatic dude, man. Does he have maybe that like? From what I see, does he have that seriousness that he might require, or that energy to like lift the player spirits? I don't know, but man, I, I wish him the best. But yeah, man, um, I'm I'm happy that that he got the job because I think he he might, you know continue the success he had as a player. Okay. George, I, I, I make I kind of compared him to a bunch of managers. The the one manager that came to my mind immediately was Zidane, just because, I mean, two midfield legends, two guys that had minimal to no managerial experience, and kind of like Amika is saying, they're very chill guys. You don't expect them to do the most. Like, they're just going to do their job chill and all that. Do you see the parallels, and what do you think about the hire of Perlo? Uh, so with Pelo, like I feel the same way towards him as I feel towards um, wait, oh, hold on, guys, my Spotify just started playing some music. What the yeah. hell? You can pause it. <laughs> like I don't understand the big deal. Was take it over while George has to figure out how to work Spotify. Yeah. So if you if you remember a while back, maybe it was thirty minutes ago, I asked yeah. you guys. I'm ready. I'm ready. You heard this song called the setup. By Obi mm-hmm. but seems like no one has. But there's been there's this thing that I see now in football called the setup. So we are that age where most of the legendary midfielders we watch growing up, they are all retiring, and it seems like they're all becoming managers. Lampard, so, Gerard, yep, exactly, exactly. So I'm Zidane, Pep. So I'm mm-hmm. going to call this the Pep template that I think teams have realized. So Pep, legendary manager for Barcelona. In fact, when Johan Cruyff came to the Barcelona B at that time, he said, who is this kid playing on the right? He said, move him to the middle, and the rest is history. He went on to win Champions League as a player, won the league, all of that. He 
you know, became manager of Barcelona B after he retired. And then in 2008, they made him the manager of the main team. And once again, the rest is history. He did even more as a manager than he did as a player. Now, Real Madrid saw this. They said, oh, we have a legendary midfielder as well. His name is Zidane. Let's bring him back in. Let's see what they bring him back in. Oh, Ancelotti's manager. No, that was the setup. First, he was at the the Real Madrid B too, right? He did things with them. Then he became Ancelotti's assistant. Assist him. Once Ancelotti didn't want to be assisted no more, Ancelotti out, (laughs) Zidane, in, bam. And then what happens? La Decima. Uh, no, no, no. They already had La Decima, but then they yeah, won three more. See, champions more, more. Ah, what's going on? Now Zidane is a legendary manager. So, now we see maybe the guys in England haven't replicated it. Steven Gerrard went to Rangers. Oh, I'm sorry for him. Uh, Frank, <laughs> <laughs> Frank, Frank, Frank Lampard is, let's see what he does at Chelsea. He has time. But then, so Juve, they now said, hmm, legendary manager just retired. We make him the manager. Yeah, one of those. Make him the manager of UVB, but what happens? He doesn't even manage a game manage for UVB. It's called the setup. Sorry, you didn't see it coming. Maybe you did. It's called the setup. Say, look, I feel like they were going to sack him regardless of what Juventus did. You know, if, if they won this leg, they they probably weren't going to win Champions League. So, no, they like, yo, let's set this guy up real quick. Perlo coming. Andre, I nearly called my guy. He said, I know you want to go to your vineyards and drink wine but look man let's let's keep this going all right said so no problem set up now he has brought him in so there is a common presence i feel like perlo brings to the team like all the guys playing for him they're like yo we know like it's just something that these guys already have going for them that mm-hmm. players would want to play more for them you know i feel like players they won't have to say much and do much but when they do the point gets across that's how I feel with Zidane. Like, Pep does the most, you know? And the players love it. His players, they love him for it. They soak in everything. Zidane, every once in a while, you see him. There was that video, that Champions League final video that came out where he was just instructing guys and it was sweet. I Popo, you probably saw that video. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you know, I'm like, damn, this guy sounds like he knows his stuff. It sounds like if I was in that dressing room, I'm soaking in everything and I'm wanting to go out and do exactly what he's saying. So, maybe... Juve has seen that maybe they're like, yo, let's let's give Perlo our boy. Maybe he can bring us. Because really, what they're trying to win is Champions League. Like, yes. they've won how many Serie A's? 40 in their history? Okay, it's not 40. It's probably like 30. But, you know, so... Maybe they've they won seven in a row. Yeah, so they haven't won Champions League since 90... What, five? Oh, no, 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 no. That's yeah, right. yeah. I like, think they've not they've not won it since it became Champions League. It's yeah, not. so it's, it's it's wild. What am I even saying? I think Ajax won it in and but anyway, they haven't won it. So now they're trying to win it. Perlo can Perlo be the guy? Let's see, man. Let's see. But very calming presence. Like I feel like they need to move on a bit from Cristiano, or at least have the role shared with a player someone like Dybala. Because, look, when the team is playing, they said, oh, Cristiano did all he could. He did all he could. But the team is structured for him to be that person. Now, when players don't know that they are allowed to do things on the field, it's difficult in a game like this, you know, for other guys to step up that are not used to stepping up, you know. So, like, this this comes from the manager. Let the roles be shared. Feed someone else sometimes, you know. Will Cristiano want to take that step back? I feel like he will listen to someone like Perlo because guy's a legend. Like, 
I don't think Sari can come in and tell Cristiano to, you know, to relax, to try and share and stuff like that. So, like, try and share, you know, like, the team is still good, like Emeka says. Like, so let's see if, let's see if Perlo can do it. But, like, that's the, that's the setup, a.k.a. the Pep template. Mm. See, my 10, my 10 with this whole Perlo thing is that all these managers, all these managers that was mentioned, they started from somewhere. They started from either the B team or, like, you know, like, they, they had, like, some coaching experience before they, they took over the first team. Mm-hmm. But someone like Perlo, I don't think he has any coaching experience. I don't yeah, think. But, but Zidane coaching Barcelona B is that mad experience? Yeah, I mean that's good enough experience. That's Pep coached Barca B, and then in first season as a yeah for he, for one year though. Pep? No, he was there for more than a year, bro. Okay, let's say two years. But I I don't think it's the coaching Barcelona B. I think these players they already know the club in and out. I think that's the advantage they have. They already know how they want to play. They already know there's a style like that. They're already bringing with them. You nah. know, so I don't necessarily think it's the experiences that like yo, like Pep, like I imagine Pep already knew exactly what he wanted to do from the player he was, from the experience he has at Barcelona. He already yeah. knew what he wanted to do. Yeah, but like I feel like yeah, you have the idea of what you wanted, like what you want to do. Henry, Henry, Henry also had the idea of what he wanted to do. Did he implement it? No. Like I'm talking yeah. about legendary midfielders as managers. I think honestly, I think midfielders have an advantage when it comes to management. Because they see the game differently, they 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 see the whole field, they see the attack, and they have to look out for the defense because they are the first line of defense. So they they have an understanding, a unique understanding. It's not easy to play in the middle, so they have a unique talent mm-hmm. and understanding of the game. Yeah, that and I think that. and I also think that there's a level of athletic ability, natural athletic ability that sometimes propels, especially strikers, strikers and like more attacking players where they don't understand the other players don't have that. I think I read something recently about how um, when Henri was a manager, I don't know what club, but he was a manager there. I want to say Monaco, but I could be wrong. Yeah, Monaco. He was a manager there and um, whenever he tried to show the player something, he couldn't find the words and he would just basically get on the field and carried the ball and would be like, get the ball for me, get the ball for me. And the players are like, what are you doing? Like, this is not how you, this is not how you manage or coach the team. And it's like, yeah, like, I don't know how, I was a player that said it. So, I mean, I'm going to assume it's true. Um, But yeah, to your point, I think that happens. Sorry, George, I cut you off. No, that's fine. But like, my whole thing is, I feel like, you need some type of experience. I'm not saying Pelo is not going to succeed. I just feel like he's likely to fail. You understand? Mm. Because, like, your first, like, your first uh, professional coaching career, like, you take over a team like Juventus in a league like Serie A, and, like, you have no sort, like, no experience whatsoever. Like, come on, man. And also, like, majority of the players in Juventus right now, he played with them. So, I I don't know, man. That helps to me. That helps. You think that helps? That helps to me. It's like, guy, you already... His knowledge of the club and of Italian football is already set in stone. He knows this thing in and out. He's been there his whole life. Played for Inter Milan, played for AC Milan, played for Juventus. Which other clubs in Italy do you want to have experience from? Yes, from the best. He knows everything and everyone. Everyone loves and respects him. He He's coming in with the edge. You know? Yeah, I don't, I don't know, man. I don't know. I feel like if you know someone, it seems more like a player that's coaching. Like let's say, like let's say Messi coaching Barcelona. Like, you know, it just feels different. It feels like 
What do you mean? It feels different. Like, Players, I was like, yeah, Buffon. How do you think Buffon is going to... Buffon, Chiellini, Bonucci, all those guys. Like These guys will respond to him. We'll like, see. Let's see. Let's are see. you telling me that on, on, on the field, they didn't respond? Like, come on. These guys... What? These are professionals. These are not children just playing on the field. Oh, oh, my. Yeah, I feel like that's how it's going to feel like. That's what I feel. Like, that's my opinion. I just feel like that's what it's going to feel like. It's going to feel like a couple of friends playing together. Uh, uh just, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like this is not, this is not like your your friend back in Ghana. These are <laughs> nah, that's what I'm saying. That's my opinion. These that's what I'm saying. I feel like footballers and managers with goals, they want to win the Champions League. They shit. Buffon came back to you. He went to he. We, we thought his career was done. He went to mm-hmm. play to chase champion. Came back to UV. You're telling me this guy's out here playing? Do you think he just wants to be playing at forty some years old? These guys are professionals. Yeah, so how come they've not won the... Like, you're, you're missing my point. Like, all I'm trying to say is... Your, your, I just... your, your point is that they will not play well because their friend is the manager, and that's wild. That That's my opinion. We'll yeah, I mean, I think, I think that it's it's not an invalid opinion to have, for sure, that there's a level of respect that might not be there because they're some of the players are closer in age and, like you said, played with him. I think probably the opposite view would be how many of the players really played with him. And even the ones that did play with him, we would have to imagine there was a huge level of respect for Perlo. Like, just because you played with Zidane doesn't mean that you don't have a respect of like, oh, no, yeah, that's no. Zidane. Like, I'm not treating him. Like, so, Javi, hey, remember, wait, let me make another. Javi and Iniesta, these guys, they played with Pep. Like, Pep is their legend. Says Fabregas, they all look up to him and respect him. Like, guy, the guy becomes the manager. They want to play more. Yo, how like you, Wes? What I'm trying, what I'm trying to let say. Jump in here. Let me jump in here. George's point is valid, and Gary, your point is equally valid. But your your backup pointers are not helping you. Sorry. So, yes, Iniesta and Xavi may have played with Guardiola, but at the time, the age disparity was. That's what I was about to say. Exactly. Still look up to him quite significantly. But let me just tell you, and this has actually happened in the past. Um, things started to. Uh, get a bit, let me say, bad when it became okay time for contract negotiations because now you say, ah, your friend now is your friend. He should do something so that your wages can go up, like you know, X amount percentage wise. And then, and unfortunately, what happens to a player that is being pushed away or pushed out of the club? And so then, as a result, that ended up having an issue between the manager and the player because it's like. Uh, how far now? Like you're supposed to be my guy. You're not really looking out for me. Yeah. Uh-huh. You know where, where where did this happen? This happened actually. I would have to think, man. I know it happened quite recently, in fact. But I'd have to go back and check. I don't. And even like benching a player like Benucci, like you know, like you like. Exactly. What do you think? Like, how do you think he's gonna feel? Benching like players that you played with that you like. Everybody's supposed to be professional. Don't get me wrong. And in fact, the vast majority of them are. But unfortunately, some are not. And in fact, for a player like Bonucci, who is unprofessional, if that's the case, let me not say he is. If that ends up being the case, well, is he going to actually naturally play? I don't know. Bonucci is their best centre-back. Yeah, but like he's also getting really old. So yes. when the time comes and he's going to start being phased out, can you argue that he's still the best? Or mm-hmm. are you going to argue yeah, that he... Yeah. You know, I mean, start- look, man. If 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 the player, I'm just saying that George's point is valid, and your point is equally valid. That's sure, right. no problem. Really good point is. But yeah, yeah I, I agree with George actually, because in fact, I'm pretty sure that like, imagine like when Cesc went to Monaco, 
and he saw Henri doing that dilly dally. <laughs> he was just probably like, yo, what the fuck is this? Like, <laughs> like and Henri even said it like when he asked for Fabregas to join the team. Like, yeah, you know, I played with him, he's my good friend. You know what I mean? Like, so already to say that, yeah, you're trying to bring him in because he's a good friend. It's like, come on, man. And I think Lampard, Lampard actually did the same with David Luiz. Yeah, exactly. He moved David Luiz out. You Mm. understand? So it got it starts to get a bit political and it gets a little messy, I think, or it can get messy. And I think the opposite is true. You can galvanize the players. Yeah, it could actually work out too. Yeah, exactly. So So it's it's basically a gamble, and we won't know until we see what happens on the field. I will say that that Prilo can can command respect. I will say that. Facts, facts. And Mick, I want to ask you, what do you think the score is going to be, CD versus Leon? Because, I mean, we just talked about their, their games. We know they're going to be facing each other. Um, I want to say on Friday, but I might be wrong. It might be Thursday um, or maybe Saturday even. But what do you think is going to happen in that game? Do you think Leon can spring another surprise and knock out one of the favorites for this tournament? Now, is the first game a home game? Let me check. There is no first game. It's just one game. One game, There's no two legs. Yeah. My and there's no, there's no one that's away. It's a neutral ground, I believe. Oh, very so interesting. Ground, okay. I, did not, I did not know this, actually. I guess I might. Oh, yeah, it's going to be so exciting. All the games, yeah. So all the games left in Champions League from this point forward are going to be one leg. Uh, it's knockout. It's just knockout football. And there's no no home and away, no none of that. That kind of fucks up the competition for me. I will lie, man. That home away component is clutch. Because you know, everybody has time to like re-strategize and come and give you a wow, you know. That's why sometimes you see first game is four zero, second game is zero five. You rap. Then yeah. You know, uh, when do you see this? Ah, uh-uh. we have, we have, we have definitely seen things like this. It's not Basa PSG. What happened? Not happen. it's not happened that often. No, but it happens pretty often. I've seen, I've okay, seen okay. On, on most locations. My point though, ultimately. Is that City? I got you. City, City will win by a spread of three, so that game is going to be that three zero, four one, five. Wow! Yeah, you no. know it's just like a knockout game. Like, so you think City is just going to go all out? Like they're got, they're not going to play with any kind of like respect for hey, we can't mess up, we can't let this them score. One game. This is a one game thing. If it was home away, I can say okay, maybe people are trying to be political. First game. Hmm. It is the only game. Um, City is going for it. Say guys. You know what? Fuck this. Let's go and win. All right. Wow. Okay. I'm surprised by that. George, what do you think? Man City, Leon. Uh, Man City is gonna go through. Uh, definitely. Okay. Man City is gonna. You go think through. it's gonna be that easy though? Plus three. Is, I don't. It could be. It could be. It could be because Leon against Juve was not a good team, so it's not like a good. You know. You know you can't really use that to judge their. You know because they were actually really bad in the French league. So, I don't know. I think City will actually sweep them. I think, yeah, it could be like 4-0, 4-1. Something like hmm. that. Yeah, it's possible. Okay. Wise, what do you think? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, I don't know about plus three, but City will overpower Leon. Like, they can't compete. And maybe Mares will start this time around. I don't know why my guy doesn't like starting Mares. He's going to start. He's going to start. I, I spoke to him. He's going to start. I feel like Mares has started most of the games this season, though, to be fair. What? You don't think so? I feel like he has. Yeah, I think no. he's played in most games this season compared to previous seasons. Yeah, Definitely he played a lot more this season compared to last season. And I I'm pretty sure he started most of the game. Bernardo Silva is the guy that's always been on the bench. Like, he subs him on every game, basically. Basically, the point I'm trying to make is, now that Sonny is gone, like, they should treat Mares the way they treat Sterling. 
Like basically, Sterling has that left side most like ninety five percent of the time, except when yeah. they're resting him, they will r- rotate him out of the team, and that's yeah. how I feel like Mario should have Mario the right. Should that kind of like he should get that kind of because he's his quality demands such respect. Mm. Like he's that good, he can lead to the great. thing with Mario's is that he does not track back. What's tracking back, man? What's all this tracking? <laughs> like, defensive. Like, what are you saying? Have have that can run everywhere. What's tracking back? My guy's assisting and scoring goals. Track back for what? Ah, this guy, bro. <laughs> you're back. asking why Sterling has that position ninety five percent of the time. That's the reason why he has that position. That position ninety five percent of the time. Yeah, no tracking back too. No problem because the because the other people that play there is they are always tracking back. Yes. Oh, okay. Whatever. Right. <laughs> let's go. Um. So, so, George, let's talk about Barcelona's game because Barcelona played a game uh, as well. Um. And Messi came through for them. Some people had complaints, but he did come through. Um. And they were able to get past Napoli, which surprisingly enough, I think a lot of people were not sure they're going to be able to going into that that fixture. Mm-hmm. Um. Just real quick, your reaction to the game and um, what do you think is going to be happening? Let also, yeah, talk about your reaction to the game and then. Barcelona buying. How are you feeling about that game? Uh, so I didn't really see like you know the full game. Only saw like forty minutes of it, and I think that's when Barcelona scored all their goals. Yeah, you didn't so, need to see more than like the first. Yeah, game. yeah, because at the second half, I'm seeing that yo we played like we just sat back the second half. That's that's what mm. I'm hearing, and like we just allowed like Napoli to have the ball majority of the time. But the first half, what I saw, it looked good. I was actually surprised. I'm like, wait, is this the same team under Kike Setien? It was just different. Because <laughs> Messi was actually, yo, at one point I was watching the highlights. I saw this guy tracking back. I'm like, this guy really needs that Champions League. Like, he's actually pushing together. But then again, like I said in the previous episode, I'm not, like, I'm not hopeful. I, like, whatever happens, happens. You're protecting yourself. Yeah, no, I'm not protecting myself. I'm just saying. No, I'm be, I'm being serious. I, I feel like I'm more, my emotions are more attached to Man City. Like, you know, than it is to Barcelona. Because to Barcelona, I'm like, yeah, I don't know what team is going to show up. If you're going to play against Bayern, like, the team is actually on form. Like, I don't see any weakness with Bayern. Like, no weakness whatsoever. And I'm looking at Barcelona, like, everything we do has to go through Messi. And there's actually a rumor, like, something came out that a guy could be injured. And, you know, he might not. Yeah, like, I I think the tackle that, um, uh, when Koulibaly actually hit him from the back. The, uh, his his cough or something like that. Hmm. Yeah, I'm hearing that. Yeah, the guy he might not be hundred percent, and that's a guy that you know everything goes through. So then I'm like, man, you know what? Let me not talk about it. But yeah, I, I don't I don't see I don't know how I don't know I don't know about Barcelona, man. I don't know. Hmm. Yeah, Barcelona, okay. Bayern. It could be, but it could be seven zero against Barcelona, or it could be Barcelona could win. I don't know what team is gonna show up. So yeah. okay, yeah. and Mika, what do you think about? The idea of Barcelona versus Bayern, and just do you do you think there's enough there for Messi to do it by himself? And do you think there's literally no weaknesses to Bayern? Like, because if they were saying there's no weakness to Bayern, then it sounds like we're also saying Bayern is basically the favorites to win Champions League at this point. Mm-hmm. Which I know Mick has told us opposite of that already. Yeah, no, obviously every team has a weakness. So you just have to find it, right? Mm, have you but, found uh, Bayern? Um, well. We've not seen anybody, like, aggressively try to take on Lewandowski. You know, I can vouch for Nabri here. He's a danger. He's a threat. You know, but with wingers, oftentimes, there are intelligent ways to, like, you know, push them onto their weak foot, stuff like that. 
I just think people have to be aggressive with Dowski, a bit more aggressive. Also, just, you know, try to be bullies, man. Those buying guys, they are young, you know, for the most part. You push them around, you get in somebody's head, somebody will get a yellow, then somebody will get a red. Anyways, ultimately, Sha, um, I do not believe, I believe it'll basically just be another Juve versus Leon, basically, because, you know, Everybody will be looking at Messi, looking at Messi, looking at Messi. And Messi, he will try, try, try. And then at some point, he'll give the ball to Suarez. And Suarez, you know, is on his way to MLS. So anyways, <laughs> yeah, honestly, Suarez is on his way to MLS. So I just feel like I just feel like the Bayern guys will, will edge them out a bit. You know, maybe like a 3-2 type of game. You know, I feel like it'll be so a one-goal difference. Yeah, it'll be close, but it won't be like uh, they're going to blow Barca out the water now. Yeah. Mm. So, so I do believe Bayern will win. But I will say that City will beat Bayern when they do play. Because City will know exactly, because we all know that Guardiola has managed both teams. And so here mm-hmm. we go with the Arteta-Guardiola situation as well. It's just like, you know. So anyways, that's why I believed. And this is one of the reasons why I was saying, because... Guardiola had managed Barca, had managed Bayern. Obviously, he knew exactly or he knows exactly how that those teams will be handled. So, for me, that's why it's an easy win for Man City. Kudos to them. Congrats yeah, to them. I wouldn't say that. I wouldn't say that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm saying it. In 2015, when Barcelona actually won the treble, we faced Bayern. You feel me? But, like, you know, Pep coach Messi, coach, like, he, he knew the weakness in the team, but he just could not stop Barcelona. So he could know the weakness in Bayern, but like does not necessarily mean it, you can That was when Messi did that thing to Jerome Boateng, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah, <laughs> but at that, time, him, right? at that time everybody in Barca was at their prime. Like mm. everybody. Like Suarez was banging, and I'm sure Suarez banged like 40 goals that season. I think that was the season he banged like some mad number. Yeah. Yeah. And then obviously Messi is Messi. And then the other boys were still running up and down the place like Xavi and Iniesta, you feel me? So everybody at that time was who they are, you understand? Now we're, we're looking at, you know, a Bayern team that is a bit rough on the edges and the Barca team that is definitely lacking in quality because they are relying on two players for the most part. And then a Man City team that is strong everywhere besides the centre-back positions. You think, think Bayern is rough on the edges? Yeah, I mean, yeah, let's be honest right. here. Bayern, Bayern is still a bit like they still have positions that they can do better on. I think aside, oh, in a, aside John Boateng's position, I don't see any weakness in that team, honestly. Wait, well, hold on, hold on. Well, then let's look I at I feel it. like we're giving Bayern way too much. Like That's what I'm here. saying. Like, like, come on, yes. I, Bayern was struggling to win the league for half the season. Like, they just finished this strong. But let's not act like... And, yeah, and go back yeah, that, was after, that, was, that was after the coach came in, Hansi uh, Flake. He came and changed everything. I don't know what you're saying. But I feel like Bayern won the league almost off of the strength of the other teams are just not able to keep up. Like, the same way UV won the league and we're like, they scraped through. Bayern did the same thing. They just finished the season strong, so it's like we don't look at how close it was for most of it. Like Bayern did not have a great season that everyone should be scared of them. I think they did have a good second season because they went with like just they're unbeaten in like eighteen games. No, they've definitely yeah, they've definitely been on a good run. I don't know how long it's been, but it's been a very good run. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, ultimately, 
we've all seen Noya be ridiculed on multiple occasions. You know, he every once in a while can pull a, a carrier, you know. And then obviously Mueller is not that young. Dowski, yeah, Dowski is Dowski. Don't really want to talk about him. He's quality, yeah. I don't understand these points. Basically, this game is going to be an open game in my estimation. Yeah, I agree. That's why I'm calling a 3-2 game. Because Messi can be Messi, but I can also say, oh, Messi is older. You know, I can use that point. When I look at Barcelona's defense, who will hold Nabry? Who will hold Lewandowski? Is it Gerald Pique that is also old and declining? I I can't even tell you Barca starting back line. Like... Piquet, Langley, Jordi Alba, and probably Semedo. Yeah, yeah. Obviously Semedo, because yeah, exactly. So who is so who am I afraid of there from Serge Nabry in the form of my life? I'm going out there to show out, to ball out. We're just coming off a nice convincing win. Let's keep it going. Let's show the like guy. It might it might not be a nice day for Barcelona. All right. <laughs> so so you think that Bayern is going to win, and you think it's going to be fairly easy, open game but easy game. Yeah, like it would be, it would, it would look. I feel like this might be easier for Bayern than Lyon would be for City. Hmm. Mm. Okay, I'm gonna write it down so everyone has that's, Bayern. That's wild. <laughs> that's a wild prediction. <laughs> okay. You don't agree, George? Uh, I'm nah. My thing is, I don't know which Barcelona is gonna show up. If we see the Barcelona that played against Villarreal then we have a chance. If we see that Barcelona we've been seeing throughout the season, I don't know. I don't know if we're going to make it. So it seems like we should expect the worst because, I mean, yeah. probability, right? Yeah, whichever team shows up. If the good team shows up, yeah, if we could go. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Let's let's talk about the um, Atalanta-PSG game. I know Ooh. we mentioned Atalanta earlier already. Uh, we talked about Ilicic. George gave us, you know, the the four one one on people's lives and all that. Yo, it's public knowledge. Yo. <laughs> but let, let's talk about this game because it's probably a pretty tantalizing fixture. I know there's questions about if Mbappe is actually going to be fit and able to play. I want to say that he's not expected to play at this point, nah. but I'm sure it's not official yet. Um, nah, what do you guys good. think, George? I'll start with you. What do you think is going to happen? Do you think Atalanta can spring the surprise here? I actually think they could because, like, PSG do not have Verratti. They don't have Di Maria. They don't have Mbappe. They don't have Icardi. Yeah. Mm. They don't have those four guys. So everything is probably going to go through Neymar. And uh, they're going to have this guy. What's his name? The Sevilla guy. Sevilla guy. What's that guy? The guy they just bought. Uh, Damn. They just bought him and he can play? From La Liga. They bought him from La Liga for 18. And I was trying... I forgot his name. But yeah, the, I think the front... Like, the attack is not going to be... You know, it's not it's not going to be as potent as it is, like, right now. Because they don't have all those guys playing. And Verratti is not in midfield. I don't, I don't know who they have in midfield now. Under Herrera. Herrera. And mm. I don't know who else is going to play. Under like, Herrera is a bowler, man. Please stop it. I mean, he is. But, like, then again, you know... You're playing against a team that has scored, or they scored the second most goals in Europe. So, I don't know. I feel like Atlanta could actually edge PSG out. I think that's very likely. With all okay. But then again, they also don't have Illich because, you know, his wife cheated on him. But, like, they don't have that guy. <laughs> so, you think Atlanta is going to win? Or, or yeah, yeah. Like, I'll, go, I'll, go, I'll, go, I'll go Atlanta. I'll go Atlanta surprise. 
Atalanta is not Atlanta, guys. Atalanta. It's extra A. Atalanta. Exactly. Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Say the Africa way. Hey, Mika, what do you think? Wes, since Mika is ignoring us. Uh, sorry, sorry. sorry. I'm what happened was that I was trying to, then all of a sudden I really could not. So, anyways, what I was trying to say about the Atalanta game is Atalanta has scored a what whopping how many goals this season? 90, oh, did you get to 100? I don't know. I'm just making up stuff here. Again. Oh, no, it was really close. So, yeah. so actually, it was, yeah. Five to 96, I think. Let me verify. I think it's like, what's the they scored 98 in the league. 98, 98 goals. goals. 98 goals. So, basically, my point is that they actually have the capacity to score. Now, Facts. is PSG a team that concedes? Yes. They are a team that concedes. So, what am I trying to say? I'll tell you now. Ultimately, that game for me is going to be a cracker because uh, Mbappe is out. So we know that somehow PSG will find other means by which they can score either by either committing more players to the attack front or, you know, taking chances with players, blah, blah, blah. And I think in that whole uh, plan, that's where Atlanta will maybe catch them on counters, etc. So I do see that game being a very open game. Um, I will say that PSG is likely going to win. I think Neymar might just surprise everybody. But then uh, I think it's going to be at least four goals. In the game. Okay. Yeah. But you do think PSG is going to win? Yeah, I do think PSG Okay. Kerry, what do you think about the game? And how much do you think it matters that PSG has not played really competitive soccer or football in a long time? Because the French League is one of the leagues that actually canceled their league as opposed to finishing out the season. Um, do you think that's going to come into play here where it's just like they haven't played, they can't really know what the game is going to be like and that might be enough for them to not win? Yeah, yeah. You know, I didn't even consider that point. That's a, that's yeah, a, really that's a good, good point. point. Yeah. They've, they've been playing well in friendlies, but friendlies are friendlies, you know. They're playing uh, Le Havre, whoever they're playing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they play Le Havre. They play, no, I, oh, no, no. They also played the, okay. um, the Coupe de la Ligue final, right? Yeah. Did they play one game like that? that was yeah. like I feel did they win? Yeah, they did. Okay. Yeah. yeah. My my brain is telling me PSG will win because like De Maria, Neymar, I, I believe the player George is referring referring to is Pablo's Pablo Pablo Sarabia. Sarabia. There we go, Sarabia. Oh Sarabia. like Draxler, Idris Agueye, like you know, just names that we're familiar with. You know, Thiago Silva, even though in his later years, just, I don't know. I can't just give it to Atlanta, uh, Atalanta, you know. <laughs> I, I, I can't just give it to them. So, uh, yeah, maybe Neymar was surprised. In fact, yeah, I'm just going to go with PSG. Neymar, ball out. Do something, please. Okay. Yeah. PSG, writing it down. All right, and then the final quarterfinal uh, fixture, that we have to talk about is Leipzig versus Atletico. I remember Leipzig was was balling out. Kerry said Leipzig is not good. They don't have any good players. Who's in Kunku? This and that. So I'm going to start with you. I don't know if you've seen the lights yet. If you you know you've done a little more research, but do you think Leipzig has a chance to play? I mean, Atletico. We know this is this is the kind of stuff they're set up for. I mean, a one off game. No. All they have to do is defend, score one random goal. Morata comes in as a sub. Do you think they're going to do this to Leipzig, or do you think Leipzig is going to kind of, again, surprise us and get the victory here? Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't expect any surprises. <laughs> if, if, <laughs> like, 
guy, first off, these guys defended him. I didn't mean to cut you off, but... Yeah, I thought you were doing a new thing where you don't shout cut out. people off. No, my, my bad. I just wanted to do a quick shout out to my boy Nkunku. <laughs> <laughs> so let me just say that if Atletico Madrid can defend against Liverpool like that for over 90 minutes, like <laughs> I don't know if Nkunku and <laughs> yeah, because basically Timo Werner isn't gonna play for them, is he? No, he's like, not. So this is why I was saying, so can they play for their new teams? Because they can't play for their old teams. You know, yeah, but they can't play for their new teams either. It, but is, is it fair? I don't know. It's anyway, definitely not fair. That, that's a question for the people who like make the rules. Those fools are UEFA. But anyway. Um, Wait, I think, sorry. Well, sorry to cut you up. But I think like you could extend your contract. Like the yeah, that's what they have. Some teams have yeah. extended contracts. Um, I know United has been kind of wicked. I'm trying to. They didn't extend Chris Smalling's contract, mm-hmm. so he's not going to get to play and this some game, Silva, right? David Silva also his contract also got extended. You know, so he's gonna yeah. yeah. But, but like guys like Timo Werner and Ziyech are training with Chelsea. Mm-hmm. Like Timo Werner can't play for uh, Leipzig to help them in Champions League game in the season that he started with them. So yeah. Like, Oh now okay and now who who will score? They've lost their their best goal scorer, right? And then you're playing against a team that can defend and the, the player you're calling for me is Unkunko and we're shouting out to Unkunko. Unkunko, God bless you, have a good game, but Atletico Madrid. <laughs> Atletico Madrid, this is one of the best defensive teams in the world. They like come mm. on. So like that prediction is they can soak up all all Leipzig's pressure. And send it to Morata, send it to Wal Felix, who I don't rate highly. Send it to all these other attacking players they have, like Saul. Come on, are you telling me that a midfielder is going to pass Saul in midfield? And Nkunku. Is it Nkunku that will pass them? So I'm going to go with Atletico Madrid. Like okay. after you knock out Liverpool, if Leipzig takes you out, then they should fire the manager. <laughs> <laughs> but that's awkward, though. Like, anyways. And Mika, Mika, what do you think about this game? What do you think is going to happen? Do you think Leipzig has a chance here? I mean, Kerry does bring up a good point with Tim Werner not being available. I'm just looking at the stats. Um, he scored 28 league goals. The next high, uh, highest leading goal scorer for them, uh, Patrick Schick, scored 10 goals. So, I mean, it's a huge drop-off. He scored literally, like, almost three times as much as the next goal scorer. Do you think that it's just too much for them to overcome against a team like Atletico? Yeah, I mean, I don't really rate Atletico highly, I'm not going to lie. But, um, you know, I think this is similar to Leipzig's role in this tournament. It's similar to that of Ajax in the last, you know, Mm. that underdog role everybody's rooting for you. But when the rubber meets the road is when you bid adieu, you say farewell. <laughs> say goodbye to the tournament. We'll see you when we see you next time. So I think that's just what that you know that's what's gonna happen this time. You know they've given it a good run. You know I don't know if you guys ever watched Timo, but he's like the White Rashford. He ran a lot. And then, oh wow! Yeah, he's like the White Rashford. He runs everywhere. Yeah. And um, yeah, so now the time has come where they actually meet a team that knows how to defend and is good technically. And this is where I think they choke. But rightfully, as rightfully said by Keriwasa over here, in the event that they somehow beat Atletico, then we need to start looking at maybe Aguero managing Atletico. 
<laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> George, what do you think? Yeah, uh, I actually think Atlético could make it all the way to the finals, and they could possibly win the uh, win the whole thing. I think that's very possible because the way this team is that's set up, like crazy take. That, that, that's not crazy to say. Go on. What you expect me to say crazy stuff? Like why do yeah. you have to like? <laughs> <laughs> like of course, I expect, <laughs> of course, that's what I expect from you, George. But keep going, might be. See, I, I don't want to talk anymore, Popo. Anyway, I actually think Atletico could go all the way and actually win it because no one is no one is talking about them. And they're actually on the easier side of the bracket. Hmm. So they, if they end up playing a, a team like, let's say, Bayern or Man City or Barcelona. It would be in the final. If they end up playing a team like that, they'll soak everything. Like, legit everything. And leave Morata and Juan Felix up top. Against a team like City, it's easy for them. Like, they did it against Liverpool. They could do it easily against Man City. They could do it against Bayern. So if they, if they make it through... I think they're going to beat Leipzig. Let's just put it out of the way. They're going to beat uh, RB Leipzig. Hmm. They're definitely, they're probably going to take out PSG. And I think they're actually my number two favorites to actually win the whole thing. So, hmm. so who's your number one? Oh, Man City. Okay. Yeah. Man City's okay. And Mecca, who's your number one? I know you told us before, but just confirm. City's your favorite to win it all, right? I mean, um, for the most part, yeah, I'm going to say City for now. Um, I do think that my at the time when I said it to be honest I was not aware that Sergio was injured hmm. so now that I actually know that Sergio is injured I'm you know still leaning towards Man City but keeping my, my options open you know what I mean so mm-hmm. yeah so I'm saying that if Man City doesn't win it then it's likely gonna be a buy-in win because you know these guys are champions as well they know how to win Right, right. No, definitely very, very risky pick right there. Wise. Well, who's your who's your team that you have as a favorite? Oh, my team, my team. But like real quick, so basically, George, you're saying Atletico Madrid is like Gary because they just soak up everything. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, uh, my team is. Um... <laughs> <laughs> my team like i like city like so i've said this i'm sure you guys are tired if they can like allow see if pep tells marius like marius go out and just be yourself i think city has a great chance because i think he's he's that special of a player but like Bayern, they're just Bayern, you know like they're, they're just you just expect a certain level from them that and I think, you know, I don't want to go with Atletico Madrid because I hate that kind of football winning, you know, even though, like, I could definitely see it happening. If 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 it will happen, this is the kind of year that it will happen, you know, this mm-hmm. no. one, one game knockout type situation, a, a team tries and tries, 75, 80 minutes, next thing, we don't know what happens, one, one of their players just goes to go and score. So yeah, that can definitely happen, but I will I, I will still go with my advantage attack. I'm gonna go let me give Bayern. Let me let me give it to Bayern. Lewandowski okay. crown crown him. Okay. No, no, I, I don't disagree with anything you guys have said for the most part. Um everyone for the, the four quarterfinal matches, you guys are all picking the same teams except for George that thinks Atalanta will actually get the job done against PSG. So thank you for making a a different pick. Everyone else is just by the book. 
they don't think anything special happened. Let's talk about Europa real quick. Not for too long, because we know it's not as important or as special yeah, as anything. Yeah. But United is playing Copenhagen. Wes, how, how do you feel about that game? Any chance that United doesn't win? <laughs> like, if United doesn't win, only get, they can fire him. I've supported him my whole life. But if we can't beat Copenhagen, like, if we can't beat Copenhagen, I think, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it'll be time to make a change. But, um, yeah, yeah. I don't even know who's on Copenhagen right now. That's and what I'm trying to pull up. Like, like, who do they have? I'm sure they have someone. I mean, this yeah, seems always have someone. Is on good form, like kind of, you know, we accomplished our goal through the season. I think there's enough for me as a manager to tell the players, say, look, you know what? Let's try and get a trophy this season, right? Let's cap off COVID year with a COVID trophy, you know? So try Martial, like, let's go, boys. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. I can't see United losing this one. Mm. I can't see United losing. Man, guys, have you guys ever looked at the Danish league? I know, like I used to, I used to look what at that league when, when I used to gamble. <laughs> so I'm so confused by what I'm looking at. Like <laughs> the names, man. Okay, interesting. So you don't think United should win it? No, no question that. As far as you're concerned. Yeah, I think the the better game is Inter Leverkusen for Europe. Can you give us a second? Like we're going to get there next. I ask you one question. <laughs> All right. So since you want to talk about Inter Leverkusen, um, I have a better game than that, by the way. But we'll, we'll start with Inter Leverkusen. Uh, what do you think is going to happen? Do you think, since you think it's such a good game, you don't think Inter is going to just skate by? A guy, I like. A guy, this is a team that I don't like. Have I don't trust Inter Milan? You know, I don't hmm. trust them. So that's why I think it would be a good game because. Like Bayer Leverkusen, they're not slouches either. They can put no, off. Like that's that's where Kai is, right? Kai Havertz. Yeah. Yeah. Leading goal scorer. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So they can pull off. They can pull off one or two strings. They can play the violin. The fat lady sings, and they mm. beat Inter Milan. In fact, I'm gonna go for a Leverkusen win. I said it wow. here first. Wow! 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 I like that you did that. Hmm. George, you said wow. You don't. You don't think so? No, I think. I know why Waz is going for Leverkusen because he does not want to face. I mean, you know, whoever wins that game plays the win of United and Copenhagen too, right? Yep. Yeah, so I, th- I see why Waz is saying that. But I think it's going to be Inter United. Oh, please, we need that. Yeah, because we really need it. Lukaku, hat trick, even better. <laughs> yeah, who knows? Sanchez, two assists and something. Actually, hey. Young Canada assist. Like, you know. <laughs> Just the United guys hunting their own team. I'm telling you, man. <laughs> that would be a great fixture. Mm. As you want yeah, I hope up. we get that. Yeah. I hope we get Absolutely. that. The, the the game that I think is probably the pick of all the games in Europa yeah. is Wolves versus Sevilla. Yeah. Uh, and Mika, I'm going to start with you. What do you think about that game? Um, do you? I mean, who do you think is going to win? Just what are you looking forward to in that game? Yeah, man. So... You know, I know I pushed for us to talk about, uh, <laughs> and I'll be honest. You know, I do think that these fixtures are actually very good fixtures. But I was now just thinking a bit more, and I realized that I actually don't really care about who wins those games. Hmm. But I will say this: that um, Wolves definitely chokes off in time as well, and Sevilla is like the Europa, uh, the Europa champion. 
you know what I mean? Like Sevilla, like they know that they're never going to win champs. So this is the tournament that they take seriously. So I do see Sevilla winning that one. Okay, so you have Sevilla winning. Uh, George, do you think that just that I feel like during the season, for the most part, Wolves were kind of – I feel like they kind of limped through the EPL when uh, they had their full fixture just because they were focused on Europe more so. Mm-hmm. Do you think that now that they've had a chance to rest – and again, I feel like they've been more focused on Europe more than anything else. Do you think that they're going to be able to get the job done against Sevilla or do you think that that experience that Sevilla has is just going to be too much? See, my the first question I want to ask is, Knowing that Arsenal won the FA Cup, does that mean Wolves is not going to the Champions League uh, next season? Wolves is definitely not going to the yeah. Champions League, right? Unless they win the Europa League. The Europa League. The, the winner of Europa goes to the Champions League guaranteed. You I know, right. like, I know. Mm-hmm. The, I mean, the FA Cup, right? Since Arsenal won it and they made it to the um, Europa League, does that mean Wolves is not going to make the Europa League? I believe so. I believe that right now, uh, Wolves are not going to make the Europa. I, I might be wrong. I read something that said that EP, uh, EPL could have eight teams in Europe next season. Yeah, so I have to think Wolves currently are out, and then they could be in. But, I mean, if they're not going to play in Europe next season, I think they're going to take it a bit more serious. Yeah. Sevilla, Sevilla did finish in the top four. And like, they did their fourth. Yeah, so I think yeah, if they if they're not gonna play any like uh uh Europa Europa game next season, I think they're gonna take this one very serious, and I'll, I'm probably gonna choose them for that because of that yeah. reason. Just because of that reason. As of right now, if things stay the same as is, and Wolves doesn't win uh, Europa, in fact, if they win Europa, they're definitely not going to Europa next season because they've been Champions League. So as is right now, yeah. Wolves is not going to be in Europe. Next okay. Time. Yeah. Okay. So they need to win Europa to get Europe. Yeah. yeah they need to win Europa to get Europe. Although, I have to look into what the runner-up of Europa gets. Nothing. Nothing. Yeah, they don't get anything. I don't know because I think... Money. Yeah, besides money, I think it might be... Uh, no. No, they definitely do not get Europa. Yeah. Okay. Kerry, what do you think? Wolves, Sevilla. Wolves, Sevilla. Uh, Adamo Traore. Can mm-hmm. can those guys handle his his, his boisterousness? Hmm. I don't know. They might be able to, man. They might be able to Raul Jimenez. I, I've not watched Sevilla a lot this season. I don't know what to expect from them. They lost Pablo Sarabia. Is that is that French guy still striking for them? Gamero? No, no, no. The uh, what's his name? Yassin. No, I don't think so. He's not there. No. Ben Yedder. Now that's what you're talking about. Yeah, Yassin Ben Yedder. Yeah, yeah I, think, have, I want to say he went to France or something. Yeah, they, went, he, they have um, the young and then Munier, Munier El, El Hadadi. Yeah, oh, Sevilla, okay. Sevilla okay, this is a really more defensive than All attacking. Right. Than uh, then, oh, then Wolves, Wolves, Wolves is winning. I'm going with Wolves. Chuck me down. <laughs> Wolves is not winning. Yeah, well, chuck you told us down. <laughs> okay. Uh, Shakta, FC, Basel, or Basel. Carrie, I know this is your kind of game. Tell exactly. us about <laughs> 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 Guys, guys, but before Carrie starts, I just want you guys to know something. 
So one time, right, I was just minding my business. Then somebody said to me, hey, see that babe over there? And then I was like, damn, let me go and talk to the babe. Uh, and then there was a woman, there was somebody next next to her, but I couldn't really see the person clearly. So I said, who's that? Could it be like, like her mommy? Then the person was oh like, no, God. I don't want to live It was like her daddy. Oh, my <laughs> God. <laughs> <laughs> why why do we let America get off these stories, man? Like... Uh, <laughs> like, what? Hey. Uh, like, as soon as he said her mommy, I just I knew know. it. I just got that shit. <laughs> okay, there's a player for Sevilla. Those that are watching, I don't know. His name is Munir El Haddadi. Yes. Like a very bad joke. I taught America how to tell these jokes. I'm sorry, guys. But anyway, <laughs> anyway, like Europa League, I'm glad you came to me with this because obviously, like, look, Shakhtar Donetsk, these Ukrainian guys, you know that they're always bombing in that country. They so these guys, they are used to at situations. Like they're used to, like, no, seriously, they're used to difficult situations, not playing in their home stadiums, not having their fans. They relish these are this is their bread and butter, their cup of tea, their cockroach in the cupboard. They would destroy hmm. battle. They would destroy Basel, so no problem. Mm. Shakhtar Donetsk, uh, you know, okay. to come here, they beat Wolfsburg. They're they're beating solid teams, so yeah, yeah, they're going to show Basel what football is. Okay, okay, I'm going to write it down. You've told us Shakhtar, mm-hmm. no competition there. Mm-hmm. All right, let's 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 kind of round up and let's talk about some of the transfers that have occurred real quick. Some of the prospective ones. Um, I know Emeka kind of earlier insinuated that he doesn't rate Timo Werner very much. And Mick, I just want to ask you just for confirmation. Is that really the case? You don't rate him? You don't think he's going to be a big help to Chelsea? Like, what what exactly is your, are your thoughts about him going to Chelsea? You know, I, I mean, as of right now, I still, as you know, stand by my philosophy on youngsters, you know. Um, Timo is not the oldest person in the world. He's 24, so he has like four or five years, you know. He's not too young. You know, but he still has another four years of his life to figure out, you know. And then you can look at a player like Nabri, where he wasn't really shining at Arsenal, and all of a sudden he became this animal. You know, and Nabri's 25, you know, so I can say that he peaked at me. He started to peak at like 23, 22. So anyways, this is about the time Timo has to show himself. As of right now, I don't rate him too highly. I think there's a lot of opportunities for his game to improve. I think all he has is pace right now, but he needs to work on his movement, his finishing, some stuff like that. But he gets enough goals, you know, so he's still very impressive, you know. So we'll see. But right now, I think he's, you know, 7 out of 10, slightly better than Rashford, or if not the same as Rashford. Wow, slightly better. So you think, so Tim O'Vernon, for the record, he scored 28 league goals in 34 matches. You think that if Rashford went to Leipzig, he would score about the same? Uh, actually, so goal scoring is not uncommon in Germany, actually. Paco Akasa, they score. Michu Bashwai was scoring, so I can't put it beyond Timo to score. Hmm. And this is why I fear for him, because it's because I don't rate the German league so highly. And so that's why I anticipate he will struggle when he comes into England, because it's a whole different type of mentality when it comes to physicality. Hmm. So, yeah, I don't think... Okay. 
but yeah, 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 he he is impressive. I'll say that. It's just I think he has a lot of opportunity to improve. Just like I think Saka is impressive as well, but Saka obviously still has a lot to improve in his game. You know what I mean? Okay, okay. Heard. George, George, what do you think about uh, Sergio Regulon? I know that's been a rumor transfer to Chelsea. Um, <clears throat> I believe he won the La Liga's Best Left Back Award. Mm-hmm. What do you think about him as a player? And do you think that he's really you know, going to get a chance to shine at Chelsea and elevate their defense because they need help back there? Yeah, the guy, he's actually decent. I actually liked him when he was in Madrid. <clears throat> he, like, he, he goes for it. He tracks back. I think the only thing I don't like about him is his attitude. That's the only thing I don't like about the guy. Is like he gets, like, he gets aggressive, like unnecessary cards. That's my problem with him. But yeah, like, I mean, but then again, you have Alonso over there, so I don't know if he's gonna be a backup to Alonso or he's gonna start over Alonso. I don't know what Lampard, Lampard is gonna do. But hey, I would expect him to start. No, you think they would they would sign him just to be the backup, like? Even maybe he might not start right away because it might want to ease him into the team. But yeah. I don't think signing him to be the backup, right? I, I wouldn't know. I wouldn't know what Lampard's plans are. So. <laughs> okay. Yeah. We wouldn't know. <laughs> I would know. <laughs> but yeah. Okay. Carrie, what do you think about the, the Regulon and the Verna to Chelsea move? Well, Regulon is not confirmed yet. It's rumored to be happening. Yeah, but if it does happen, what do you think about that? Do you think, do you think Lampard is going in the right direction, trying to fix the defense, trying to get defensive players that are actually capable. Wait, sorry, Popo, I want to go. Come to think of it, like, so they're not going to get Ben Chilwell. Like, that deal is, like, not going to happen. If they do get... I don't... Oh, yeah, if they get Regulon, there's no reason to get Chilwell. Mm, okay. Who do you think is better? You think Chilwell's a better option? He, I mean, he's more expensive, and he's British. That's the only... That's thing. not what I asked you. I said, who do you think is better, as a player? I'll take Ben Chilwell. I'll take Ben Chilwell. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Sorry, Kerry, go ahead. Yeah, Regulon, is he a known quantity? How many years has he played? Like He's really he only had like two seasons. Yeah. He played a little bit uh, at Madrid, but of course Marcelo was there. It was really because of injuries and he, he was playing, but he was not a regular starter. Like This guy, this guy gave him his start. What's that coach's name? Lopetegui. Yeah. He, he yeah. gave how him much, start. How much better is he than... Palmieri and Marcos Alonso. He's good. The guy is really good. Like he's he, like he works really hard. Like he's like another Aspilicueta. Not yet, but like yeah, you know. Oh, okay. Then if if you can in your in in your thinking compare him to Aspilicueta, then I'm gonna say this is gonna be a successful transfer. If if he goes through, he's gonna be amazing for Chelsea. Why not? Let's be positive on this Sunday. <laughs> I mean, he's definitely a solid player. Like, to me, he's not anything spectacular, which I actually think Aspie's a good comparison just from the standpoint of yeah. you're not going to get, like, woe from him. He's not going to wow you most of the time. And but he's solid. Like, he's not going yeah, to do those crazy things. Yeah, solid is exactly what Chelsea needs because clearly I feel like <laughs> they're trying to go away from left-backs that like to like to attack more, which is what I think Alonso is and what the primary guy is. So if, if Reglon comes, maybe this also... Um, makes Palmieri go to Juve or somewhere in Italy, you know, to continue. Oh, career. Juve cannot sign such a player. Like they can't be. Like they have to be more serious than that. Oh, so you don't even rate that guy? Oh, then Regulon is definitely coming to start. <laughs> what if, do you mean? Say that again. If if you're not rating uh, uh, MSM Palmieri and Marcos Alonso just loves to go up, then this guy who is solid at left back, per the information I've just received. 
is coming to you know he he has a chance to to start after a couple of games. Yeah, no, I think I think that if he goes there, I do think he will definitely own the left back spot within. Let's give him a month. I think give him a month and he should own that spot. Um, Marcus Alonso offers something different going forward, so he's always going to get games as long as he's there. Because the guy, like, Marcus Alonso scores headers. Like, he's a left back that scores, I feel like he's always in the box for headers. So he's a different kind of player. But if you need defending, and Chelsea's going to have so many attacking players that they're probably not going to want the left back to be the most attacking, I would think. Hmm. Um, let's talk about um, City's defense, because one of the major weaknesses we noticed this whole season is center back, right? Laporte was hurt for most of the season, and it really showed that they did not replace company. Um, so they have gone out to try to do that. They've signed Nathan Ake, right? Mm-hmm. Um, a player that Emeka and so many people have said, Arsenal needs to go get this guy. They didn't. Chelsea also need a center back. We would think they didn't buy him back, which is mm-hmm. a little bit surprising, I guess. Kara, what do you think about the move to sign Nathan Ake? Do you think that it's really going to bolster their defense. Um, and I also believe Otamendi is expected to leave, mm-hmm. which I don't know if that to you makes a difference either which way. Um, but do you think do you like what City is doing and trying to rebuild their defense? Yeah, for sure, for sure, for sure. Um, Netanake has shown that if I mean if you can show that you're solid on a team like Bournemouth, where they are constantly attacking you, then you know you have good experience coming against the best forwards in the Premier League. So I think it will even be a better experience being on a team like uh, Man City, where hmm. you're only expected to like defend just some of the time, as opposed to every single time, you know. Hmm. So I think it's a very good move for City. Sorry, sorry for Arsenal. You guys, you guys can't sign anyone. <laughs> George, what do you think? I've heard some people bring up the idea that Nathan Ake, while might be a solid defender might not be the echelon that City should be going after, considering that he's coming from Bournemouth, considering that he's not a starter in the Dutch team. Like, literally, there's, like, three or four players that you might put ahead of him, the right players players like that. Do you think that it's a... What would you grade it as a move? Like, do you think this is an A-plus, like, he's going to be really good for them? Or do you just think, like, oh, it's okay, like, but they still need to go find another center back? I mean, for the price they paid for him, which is, like, $45 million, <clears throat> I feel like it's just too much for a, rele- um, a relegated team paying for the five million for someone like Ake. I feel like he's not he's not a guy you need to pair with a Laporte, and he's good. Yeah, don't get me wrong, he's good, but he's on the same level. I'll, I'll put him on the same level as the Eric Garcia guy. And oh, really? Uh, like, what are you saying now? A guy, guy that was starting week in week out. Then, okay, no. then again, he came to Chelsea. Then pan out. He had to go back to Bournemouth. How many players didn't pan out at Chelsea? Didn't pan out. They they didn't play him. You said they didn't pan out. (laughs) I mean, yeah. The reason why they didn't play him is because he was probably not doing good in training. Like, what are you saying? So he will come and play ahead of Gary Cahill and uh, who was the other centre back at the time? My my point is like I don't. I'll put him on the same level as Eric. Honestly, I feel like they need to go out there and buy like another centre back, like a Koulibaly, like someone big. Black, tall, huge. Huh? George. Let's wrap up this podcast. <laughs> like someone to replace company. You feel me? Like how's it seem? <laughs> so, so, so George, you, you brought up um, you brought up Kulibali. Yes. Kulibali, I want to say, is like twenty eight. 
You're not worried about his age? Like, no. you don't think he might be a little too old right now for cities to go by? I mean, defenders could... Like, he has, like, good five years in him left. You feel me? Okay. So, I feel like, yeah, they should. But, again, it will depend on how much you're going to pay for him. Because I'm hearing, like, 80 mil, 70 mil for him. That's just... I mean, it'll be a lot of money for sure. Yeah, that's just... Napoli like their money. Yeah, or they can just go and buy these uh, inter-defenders. The Devai or, like, the Skriniar guy. They can... They're not black. You said they need someone black and big. Yeah, but Koulibaly. Koulibaly is, like, the best option right now. I mean, if they're looking for big black defenders, Lipsug also has a couple of those, Oops. and they're young, that they can go get. Nice. Um, Mika, let's talk about our Nigerian brother, you know, up-and-coming striker in the world, Osimen. He went to Napoli. I don't think we ever talked about him on the podcast, which is a shame, but we're going to do it today. Um, your thoughts about him? I'm not sure if I know what you think about him, but what do you think about him as a player, and what do you think about him going to Napoli? Yeah, I've been following Victor for a while. Um no, nah, I mean, he's a good kid, man. Um, shout out to the transfer. I hope he has an agent that, you know, gave him a sizable cut because that transfer fee was quite large. It was. Um, large. I want to say the largest transfer for African player. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's number one at 90, what, 92? What yeah. was it? Yeah, it was 92. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So I hope he, he made a killing off of that, man. I mean. Uh, Iwobi was 40M, you understand? So that kind of just puts things into perspective. Yeah, essentially saying that he's twice the player that Iwobi is, and I didn't think Iwobi was that bad. So either way, man, I think uh, he's a good kid, man. He's fast, as you guys know. Um, he kind of, yeah, he kind of has a posture that allows for him to just kind of bully people, you know, because he can use both speed and, like, height because he's yeah. a really tall lad. So, you know, and to have speed and be tall, it's kind of like, you know, you play your cards right, you can end up being like Adebayo or Thierry and well, let's just say Adebayo for now. <laughs> so, so, yeah, because we all know it's different. So, anyways, I do think he has the potential to be top three highest goal scorers this coming season. You know, obviously they've signed him, but they need to make sure that, you know, Dries is giving him the ball and shit, you know. Hmm. because people like Dries and Insigne, sometimes they get, like, a bit greedy and, you know, I hope his race doesn't affect him too. You know, Italy is a place where everybody knows they are not shy about expressing their racial thoughts and feelings. So, you know, long story short, I mean, now with COVID, there are no spectators, but oftentimes when there are and people are chanting all types of things at you, Starts to get to people, you know. I've seen Balotelli choke, or not choke, but crack rather. I've seen Kevin Prince Boateng crack. You know, I've seen the best crack just based off taking it personally, you know. And I hope that doesn't start to help or affect him. So long story short, as far as ability-wise, I do believe that he has the capacity to grow, you know. His real age, I don't know. <laughs> Why? Who asked you that? I didn't say anything, no. I just said, I hope it's the same, you know. Uh <laughs> Because if it's the case, then, yeah, he's very young and definitely has a lot of years. And if you're already selling at 92 at, what, age 20, what's he, 23, 24? I want to say, like, 23-ish. He's not that old. Yeah. So, I mean, the world is is your footstool at this point, man. Just go and show yourself. Let everybody know who you are. So, I'm happy for him, man. I rate him, let's say, like a 7 out of 10 right now. You know, I'll put him above Timo Werner. Really? Wow. Yeah, I'm above Timo. Because honestly, Victor, Victor can't play, man. You know, there's a technicality. You know, if you're playing in Niger or as a Nigerian, you know, there's always that little, like, extra... 
Oh yeah, and he's twenty one by the way. He's not even no twenty two. Oh, twenty one. So that's why I said twenty four. Well, he'll be twenty two in December, but he's twenty one. Twenty four. Yeah. So, let's say twenty five. So let's say twenty four. <laughs> let's be honest. I don't know if you guys know this. I digress. But David Luiz and uh, John Obi are technically supposed to have the same birthday. So when David Luiz was giving Mikel a shout out on his birthday, he said, ah, happy birthday, my birthday, buddy. You know, we're at the same age, even though I don't really know. <laughs> so basically, you know, David Luiz was saying that, yeah, I know you're older than me, but it's fine. But yeah, either way, man, uh, I think he's a good kid, man. And I think I, I really would have loved to see him in England. But I don't mind him starting in, in Italy. You know? mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I think I think it's a good idea to not go to England directly. It's too yeah. much pressure. Too they much. don't give you time to grow. Yeah, and, and plus the tax in Italy is a bit higher. In in England is higher. I think Italy is at a twenty five, whereas between twenty five and forty, whereas England is fifty with regards to uh, income. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, income tax. Okay. Yeah. Good extra information there for those that don't know. Want to pick a country there, um, George? I want to ask you about Ferran Torres. I, I kind of skipped him when I was talking about City's players, mm-hmm. but they signed him. I want to say the the transfer fee was pretty low. Yeah. I mean, he's a young player um, from Valencia. What do you think about him as a player, and what do you think about him coming to City? So, like, <clears throat> I was like that. I was telling Winfred this all the time. Um, my thing with the for, for what's this Ferran Torres? Yeah, mm-hmm. the guy is. He reminds me of Sterling. Like the Liverpool Sterling. Except okay. selfish. Like I've seen him play. Yeah, he can dribble, he can take people on. He can he usually takes two people on at, at one time. But then again, his end product is not all that. Like you understand? He, he like he does not it seems like he does not gel well with well, the time I saw him, it was him, Rodrigo, and uh what's the other guy's name? Uh the guy on the other wink, what's his name? Uh skipping me, skipping me. But yeah, it was like basically like it could he couldn't really gel properly with you know the other attackers. But he could take you could see the talent there. The guy is good. He's fast. He can dribble. But his end product is not, you know, it's not there. So I'm hoping like you know like Pep did with Sterling, he could do the same thing um, with him and improve his uh, finishing. But yeah, mm-hmm. he's actually a good player. He's actually a good player. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and I, and I feel like you're saying that he was, uh, he's like Sterling is really high praise because even Sterling at Liverpool is very good, and some people might have said he was selfish at that point before he changed elements of his game. So yeah. that's a really good comp. I mean, nah, he's for him, good. yeah, the guy is really good. I'll give him that. He's really good. Do you do you expect any players to be leaving City, or do you just look at him as a replacement for Sane? I saw someone post uh, Bernardo Silva coming to Barcelona. What are you dreaming? Yeah, I saw that somewhere. But yeah, I think he's a replacement for Sunday. I think yeah, mm-hmm. that's that's the yeah. That's okay. The so, yeah. All right, yeah. and then the last. Sorry, go ahead, Amika. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm just I'm starting to have it. Like I'm starting to just get tired of this this nonsense, man. Like you haven't even gotten to a point where like your stats in Mares. Like what we don't want to see is quality just wasting on the bench. I have had enough of that bullshit. I'm tired of it. <laughs> I'm tired of it. Like you have Bernardo Silva already, who comes off the bench. You do not need this kid that you're signing. Let's be honest here. Yeah. They, the like, they play different positions. I know, David but Silva you can. Who? Yeah, David Silva. David Silva is leaving. Yeah. Okay, but it doesn't matter. My point ultimately is that City keeps on signing players that 
are only going to be a part of a rotational system as opposed to players that are good enough to start for any club in that country that they're going to. Yeah, but so, for 18 million? For 18 million? Come on, that's years, Like, big teams buy the bench quality. They need the rotation to be crisp. Like we've yeah, seen. I get it. But, but that's why we need some sort of... That's like, let's, let's level the playing field, man. If, if this is what we're going to be doing, then let's just all sell our clubs to to billion dollar oil moguls so that we can hold you back yo guys man somebody like Marius is a prem winner now he's sitting on the bench like where's there has to be something and that Mar- guys, also like just i don't know why we keep saying Marius sitting on Marius is not sitting on the bench Marius played 33 games this season like he's not been no, most of those games. Are, let me keep talking. I'll find the stats. He did not come off the bench most of these games. Like, what are you kidding me? So who did he bench now in City, bro? Sunny was not playing much at the time. Basically, the luck. But when I mean like the player playing, like say every game, like say if he doesn't start, we should be surprised. That's that, that's the kind of level that I want him. Like that he is. That's his quality. If Mares doesn't start for Man City, nobody is batting an eye. It's like, oh, you know? Yeah. No, you're right. You're right. I guess I'll concede a little bit. He started 21 games. He came off the bench uh, 12 games. Hmm. Yeah. That's not too bad. But I understand. For a player of his quality, like, his, his name should be, like, on the team sheet. With Like, if Aguero is fit, Aguero is starting. Like, that, that kind of P for what he has done. Come on, like let's not forget this guy was the he was the focal point of the of Leicester's attack when they won the league. Like just this past year, African Nations Cup, he bought the fuck out for for his country, took them to the final. Wait, didn't they even win? They did, yeah. They won Afghan. The guy's an African champion. <laughs> <laughs> Janobi Mikel is an African child. Anyways, uh, that was, uh, my tennis. Uh, George, you need to respect yourself. Yeah, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. But anyways, my tennis, they sold Sunny. They need a replacement. Well, Janobi is also a Champions League winner. A Prem- Janobi Mikel is also a Champions League winner, a Premier League winner. Tell him. The list goes on. Okay, okay, okay. Europa League. Yeah, won everything. Where is he now? Anyways, <laughs> my tennis, they sold Sunny. They need a replacement. 80 million for like a for someone like Ferran Torres. Like that's a good deal. I don't see why like, it's not gonna hamper. I mean, he and Maris are gonna compete for the same side, yeah. But like, you know, they need to they need a replacement for Sunny and they invested in that guy. So I don't see why yeah. Honestly, yeah, I completely agree with this signing. It's a perfect signing for like it's a player that I feel like they will respect Maris before him, you know. Mm-hmm. So yeah, like don't go and sign somebody like on Sonny's level that if you don't like if you don't play Sonny, you can understand why Sonny is angry and he wants to leave. Cause he, mm-hmm. he says, Look, every time I play, see what I do, I know what I can do. Like, so why won't Sonny leave? So don't sign players like that are the same, like they both feel that they should start. Yeah, sign quality, but one of them is like, Yes, I'm young, I can still bide my time, you know, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. You know. Yeah. So and, and and I feel like Fernando Torres is that guy. Like nobody really know he's an unknown quantity still, you know. Mm. So yeah. it's perfect for him to come to Pep, let Pep mold him. Then in a couple of years, like if it works out, then he will now become the starter or whatever. But yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, and, and then the last major transfer news, maybe not major, but uh, Alexis Sanchez, we kind of hinted at it earlier, but Alexis Sanchez has completed, uh, officially, he's going to be an Inter player. Uh, United has agreed to sell him. I believe he's, you know, reduced wages. Whatever, whatever they had to do, they made it work. He's going to be an Inter player. And he actually did perform better for them than, for sure, than he did for United. Uh, Wes, what do you think about that move? Are you happy as a United fan? And I also talk about uh, Chris Smolin potentially coming back into into the team. Do you think that you should sell him or would you like to actually see him stay? So let me start with Chris Mullen real quick. I Chris Mullen is a player that I like. You know, I watched him basically his whole career. Came up that time came through Fulham, we signed him. So like I'll be I'll, I'll be kind of sad to see Chris Mullen go, but we understand that football is a business. I would rather see Phil Jones go before Chris Mullen. You know, like Chris Mullin is Chris Mullin is just thirty, man. Like he he still has at least four solid years. Look, let me say three. You know, and our our defense. Look, if you look at our defense, like uh, I, I don't think the only guaranteed guy is Harry Maguire. So that second uh, center back spot is to be won, is to be fought mm-hmm. for. So. Yeah, I, I I think he should try and stay and fight for his place. Like, like big guy, smart guy. He had look everyone. These managerial changes we've had just confused everyone, and he was like a part of the crop. And with that confusion happened, his form dipped. I get it, but it picked up when he went to Roma. He was in a different environment, you know. It picked up, so I think we should keep him. I think we should rather get get rid of like Phil Jones and you know. Yeah, and or some other center back. Bailey. Uh, I like Bailey. Like Bailey gets. I mean, how many center backs do you want to keep? You have to sell someone. All right, okay, fine, sell them. (laughs) (laughs) How about Alexis? How do you? What are your your thoughts? And uh, and then Sanchez, like it always pains me when like a a quality player doesn't work at United because it seems to happen so often. Like Mm -hmm. Maria Falcao, like all those deals. I'm like, yo, these guys are so good. So Sanchez is really good. He wasn't. I didn't want him, you know. So I guess it's it's good. We got only managed to get some money out of it. We got his wages off the book, you know. So from like an accounting perspective, is great. Greenwood is coming up on that side. We have young players that are coming up that they would rather give chances to. So and they were in the market for Sancho, who I don't really rate. So it's a it's a it's a good. It's a good transfer for Manchester United. I think it will work out well for both parties. Seems like one of those types of deals. Mm-hmm. Um, unless, of course, Inter knocks out United in the next next round. No, um, I, no problem. We've qualified for Champions League. Anyway. Well, <laughs> okay. Yeah, they have. They have. You don't want any more trophies, though. You're good. You don't care about Europa. No, no, no. no. I want trophies. But if we lose, I'm not going to cry. Mm. Wow. Okay. okay. And make a, I, I just I didn't have this on my list, but you know, we'll talk about it because you're here. We know you care about this. Um I know that there are rumors that Arsenal um is looking to give Aubameyang a contract extension and then sell Lacazette to Atletico. I believe that's the main team he's been linked with. Um how happy will you be if that's exactly what happens? I hope you're not talking to Mika because you're on mute. Oh, I didn't realize I was on mute. Sorry. Um, so I did say uh, that I did think that it was going to be Lacazette's last game, which is the game against Chelsea, or which was the game against Chelsea. Um, you know, 
shout out to Aubameyang, you know, he scores goals. Anyways, <laughs> yeah, man, I, from a monetary standpoint, um, yes, I'm glad that we're getting somebody off the books, like, like I said, he wasn't really doing much, and I think he was doing as much as in Ketia. <laughs> so basically, well, we're not just paying Ketia. So I'm happy to to see Lacazette leave. I mean, I'm not no no bad feelings towards him or anything like that. Amicable. Yes, yes. Now, as far as Aubameyang, um, yeah, I think uh, that deal needs to be structured very well. You know, let's pay him uh, just enough. You know, I mean, I expect that he's going to ask for like Ozil type wages, no? Well, I heard the number being thrown around was 250, between 200 and 250. Um, Ozil is on 350, so it's not quite there yet. So, yeah, and also I think we need to start moving Ozil out, you know, maybe see if Dortmund or Bayern is willing to take him. Bayern will definitely loan him. Bayern loans everyone for two years and they'll give him back. Yeah, and then maybe just somebody cover 50% of his wages when he's loaned. I would yeah. love that deal. That type of deal is, is perfect. But yeah, anyways, back to the question. Yeah, I'm happy for Bama Young, man. He scores goals for Arsenal. I get it. You know, I still <laughs> think that he doesn't quite score when he needs to. I think that the Man City Chelsea games were somewhat of of a miracle, in my opinion. Um, but in any case, uh, it would be good for the Arsenal squad, you know, to to have at least a a guy that you know will give you 20 goals that season, even if it's against West Ham. He's scoring well, you know. <laughs> those, those goals count too. That's um, what I'm saying. So, okay. And any last words, Wes? I'll start with you. Any last words? Anything that transfers? Any major things that you just want to get off your chest real quick before we end the episode? My my last word is for Emeka. Emeka, what what are you doing? Please, next time when you come on the pod, like let's have your full complete attention. Okay, don't be muting and going and be doing something. Well, I do that because you guys complain that when I move my laptop a little bit, it makes a lot of noise. So I, in fact, for the sake of the pod, have to mute and then move around because, as I said earlier, I'm not feeling too well. So part of getting better is moving around for me. So <laughs> you can go and fuck yourself. All right. So let's move on. I apologize. I'm sorry. Okay. We hope you feel better, man. Please take some medicine. Yeah, I get this for COVID, man. <laughs> All right. So, what's George's last word if I give mine, please? No, nah, no, nah, you go first. You go first. All right. Um, shout out to the people of Lebanon, man. Um, yes. That video was definitely a very hard one to watch. Um, as you know, I grew up in the northern part of Nigeria where uh, a lot of my friends. Uh, were of Arab descent. A lot of them were specifically Lebanese. Um, so this was a very, very hard one to watch. I'll be very honest with you. Um, so for all the lives that were lost, you know, our sincere condolences to the families of those individuals. You know, that was very, very sad. You know, this this year has been a very terrible one from the death of Kobe to COVID to Beirut. I, I don't... To just Trump being alive, I'm sorry. So, anyways, wow. ultimately, I just feel like, um, you know, the saying goes, you know, it's always darkest before the dawn, you know. So, yeah. ultimately, you know, everybody who's hanging in there, I just feel like we should all hang in there, you know. Without, you know, just before you know it, man, things will go back to normal. So, 
Uh, that's what I wanted to say. And uh, obviously, good luck to the Champions League uh, teams. I do intend to see a, an English winner. So that's that. <laughs> There's only one yeah, English. No, right? anyway. Exactly. That's why I do intend on seeing an English winner. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well said, though. Well said about Beirut. Definitely, uh, we all echo the same sentiments. All right, George, go ahead. Uh, so my last word, this is actually for Rookie. Rookie, I don't know if you're listening to this, but if you're listening to this, I miss you. Um, I see you wow. miss I, I see you miss me in the chat too, so I'll make a return to the to the chat. Um what else? Also, um I actually don't have anything else to say. That's pretty much it. I just I just took it to the side to rookie. Yeah, I think we're gonna have to like limit the last word. People just wanna say wild this on here. Okay. Yeah, I have no idea why we're giving rookie a shout out. Guy, yeah, that's my last word. I feel like I, it had to go to rookie. Wow, that just destroyed. Me. Oh my god! <laughs> All right, well, thanks for being on, guys. Uh, thanks for listening to the episode, and we'll see you next week. All right.